Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome. Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about how to rank number one in Google. It's very important. It's hard today, but it's possible. That's why I decided to invite Sam Day. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So happy to be here with you um, for, I believe it's my second time, right, on, on your podcast. Uh, the first time was amazing. Uh, you have some yeah. really great uh, content and information on the channel. So yeah, it's great to be here again. Yeah, for me, it's a big pleasure to speak again, to get more valuable insights. I know you're active to share value on the LinkedIn, on YouTube. By the way, you didn't film videos for two months on YouTube, so I'm waiting for new videos as well. I know you can share a lot of uh, valuable content. And Sam, before we start, just remind about yourself, experience, background, about and why you decided to pay more attention to SEO. Yeah, so my name is Sam Day. Um, I run the YouTube channel uh, Sam Day um, and Day Tips. Um, my I got my start in e-commerce actually um, and SEO was the foundation uh, this was over 10 years ago now um, SEO was the foundation to my e-commerce business so what I did was I researched the demands uh, for my products using keyword research just basic keyword research which a lot of people overlook um, to see how many searches per month certain keywords were getting for certain products based off of that I made decisions in terms of what products I should invest in and uh, what products should sell. And I did that during uh, university and I was, you know, a, a university entrepreneur. And because of a SEO, basically, not just using the keywords to research demand, but also using the keywords to optimize my listings on Amazon, on eBay or, or whatever platforms I was on, I was able to actually accumulate uh, sales, start a thriving business, um, and I was doing 50 to 100 uh, sales a day from that e-commerce business. From that, I built my YouTube channel. And again, as you know, SEO is fundamental to building a YouTube channel. Um, so use, uh, figuring out what keywords people are searching for, creating your videos based on that, optimizing them, and building an audience. Um, and from there, I've been able to kind of be noticed and seen by some of the biggest companies in our industry. Um, at the moment, I'm working with LinkedIn. Um, I've been working, been doing work for the last year and a half with the European Commission. Um, been doing work with Stanford University, Canva, Fiverr, all from the SEO essentially, from uh, my my YouTube, from uh, you know, from what I teach. So um, that's one of the reasons why I've not been so active on the channel. I've just been really, really busy. But um, yeah, SEO has been a foundational part of, of my career, not just from day tips, but also, like I mentioned, my e-commerce business, but being able to work with brands as well and helping them to scale their SEO and take uh, their website from one level to where it's not driving a lot of traffic to the next level where actually they're seeing clients come in they're seeing it's not just about traffic but you know are you able to generate leads are you able to bring in new business um, and that's what i've been primarily focused on over the last decade nice nice love it love it guys you need to subscribe to some day youtube channel because 
plus 20,000 people did it. You know, they subscribe to learn this content. I'm pretty sure that Sam will film videos soon. I know about priorities. You know, I often uh, can sacrifice something uh, in my uh, daily routine because of priorities. Yeah, we need to have these priorities. And you mentioned a few times about keyword research. Let's talk about that because, you know, when I started my SEO journey, I uh phone keywords uh by using so basic methods now just uh, basic keywords high volume keywords today it doesn't work today i can't do it like this because of competition i'm not alone <laughs> and uh we have uh big uh, competition and i i found many webmasters uh have this trap they use semrush ihrefs many other tools they uh find high volume keywords, I can feel, wow, I want to take it, I want to create content, but it's hard. It's hard to compete with big brands, big websites. And in the second, it doesn't mean that you can convert these keywords, even if you rank them, if you find the ways to outrank others. So can you tell how to find keywords today? I mean, like when we have this competition, uh, when we uh, need to find keywords that will sell products in the end. Great question. So um, I would I would always recommend if so I I speak about marketing in a general sense uh, on my channel um, and I always look at a business and um, one of the first things I assess is whether or not SEO is the strategy for them um, because if SEO is not one of your main focuses as a business then it's going to be difficult for you to invest where you need to invest. And when I say invest, I don't just necessarily mean money, um, but I also mean time. Um, so SEO is, is usually considered um, a traffic generation method that is free, but takes a little bit of time to build. Whereas actually you can, you can uh, kind of fast track your success in, in the rankings if you do decide to spend more time and money on it and potentially less time and money elsewhere in terms of your marketing. So one of the first things really to consider before we even get into keyword research is, is your product or service, is it something that people are actively searching for? Um, or is it something that you more so need to get in front of them? So if it's something that is kind of new, um, you know, not a lot of people are searching for it yet, they haven't heard about it yet, um, then it doesn't necessarily mean that it can't sell. It just might mean that SEO might not be the best, the best fit for you. So you might want to put your product or your service in front of people by using more of what, what we call interruption marketing. So LinkedIn ads or YouTube ads or Instagram ads or, or whatever it might be. But Google ads might not be the one for you because obviously that is more search intent based ads. And then SEO might not be for you because obviously, you know, it's, it's, that's definitely search intent based. But if you do a little bit of research using simple free tools, actually, you know, you, you can use the Google keyword planner tool to just figure out how many searches per month are my keywords getting? And can you generate some basic uh, keyword ideas? Um, and using these free, you know, using the free Google keyword planner tool and another tool that I like to use as well called answerthepublic.com where you type in a basic keyword and it gives you loads of keyword suggestions, you can use these tools to figure out, you know, um, not just how many searches per month for your main keywords, uh, how many they're getting, but also what is what, what seems to be the demand for your keywords. 
And is it worth having SEO as one of your main strategies? So you have different types of keywords that are important when it comes to SEO. So you have uh, what I like to call buyer intent keywords. So keywords that if someone types that in, chances are they're definitely looking to invest in and to buy your product or your service. Um, and usually those are really specific keywords um, such as, let's say, for example, you're selling um, an, an item of clothing. So someone might search for the color, they might search for the brand, they might search for the, the size. That's a really specific search term and someone knows exactly what they want. And if you're optimized for that keyword and someone clicks on, on that keyword, the chances of them buying are, are, are very high. Um, but but like, uh, you know, like it's been mentioned before, you is very competitive to rank in the search engines for those types of keywords. Um, so you also have more kind of query keywords where people are kind of interested in a topic. So you might be, for example, a ballet tutor. Um, there are loads of questions that someone might ask the internet before they send their children to ballet, you know, benefits of ballet or what equipment do you need to ballet uh, to, to do ballet? Is ballet expensive? Um, you know, alternatives to ballet. So there's so many different questions that people can be asking the internet and you can catch them at an earlier stage of the buyer journey, of the buy-in cycle. Um, and potentially capturing them at this, this stage allows you to build your brand, uh, potentially grow your email list, grow your social media following, uh, grow your website's authority when you're ranking for these kinds of keywords, these lower hanging fruit keywords um, to really kind of give you a foot in the door. So some of the tools that I recommend. So you've got uh, obviously SEMrush, hey, 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 um, uh, you've got SE Ranking, which is a really good one as well. You've got Moz. Um, and if SEO is, a, is a, a strategy that you really want to put your foot in, then I highly recommend using one of these SEO tools because what it will allow you to do is quickly and easily assess your website, show you what keywords you're currently ranking for, you can plug some of your competitors in there as well, some of your main competitors. It will show you the keyword opportunities that they are ranking for and maybe some that they're missing off as well. And you can actually get email notifications too if you track some of these platforms to see where maybe some uh, of your competitors have dropped rankings for certain keywords. And that might be an opportunity for you to optimize uh, a new article or a new product page to really kind of get in there and start ranking for that um, for that keyword. So those are some of the tools that you can use um, to really kind of boost your keyword research. And just to add on to that, the Mozbar extension tool, the Moz Mozbar is a Chrome extension tool that you can use. And when you're performing keyword research and you go to Google itself and you're looking for who is ranking there, you can see what the competition is like by using Mozbar. It will show you the page rank and also the domain authority of those uh, those websites that are listed already, so you don't have to waste your time going after keywords that are you know way too competitive um, if you have these tools handy. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, love it, love it. Uh, Sam, I wanna ask about priorities. Uh, you mentioned that uh, uh, you have such priorities like to cooperate with LinkedIn. That's why you can't film videos for some time. Uh, and uh, I have. Uh, a lot of such things when I can procrastinate some 
uh, tasks uh, because priorities are more important for us. Uh, and um, uh, you remind me Bill Gates once he said, for example, uh, when he has product A and product B, after investing X amount of money to product A and product B, if product B can sell two times more, the second time we will he will market only product B to forget about product A because of priorities. Yeah, that's normal. And uh, what I found, many webmasters usually find a lot of keywords. By using SEMrush, most many other tools, they have a huge list of keywords. And they try to create content for all these keywords. Uh, uh, but it's hard. It's hard because we have limited resources. Even big companies uh, don't share uh, million dollars you know, to create content for all topics because uh, it's hard to find specialists who can create content for uh, all topics. Uh, can you tell about priorities? Uh, how to choose keywords that is better to start doing in the beginning and uh, yeah, go ahead like that? A really, really great question. Um, and I think it's so important to prioritize your keywords. Actually, um, there are niches and I've worked with, with organizations where actually there's, there's not that many um, keywords because uh, they might be a local business and when you know we're focused mainly on um, you know the, the, the Google, on their Google business profile, which used to be called uh, Google My Business. Um, and so there's not that many keywords to go after for certain niches and for certain industries. We, we're having to kind of like really push the boat out and see if we can create content that people might people who might be interested in the service might be searching for. Um, but what I like to do is if, if you're in the situation where there's loads of keywords and there's loads of uh, topics that you want to cover and you don't know which ones to prioritize, um, start to categorize your keywords. So can you categorize them into, you know, I, I mentioned a, a couple. So there, there are some buyer, buyer intent keywords. Um, you might have keywords where people are asking a particular question about a particular topic that is interested in your niche or in your field. Um, and if you can if you can set aside categories uh, of keywords, because all of all the keywords that you that you have, they, they're going to be certain keywords that have similarities in some way, shape or form. So, for example, let's say you're a fitness coach um, and you primarily help people to lose weight. So your buyer intent keywords might be uh, fitness coach or fitness coach in London or weight loss coach in London. You know, all of those keywords will be your buyer intent keywords um, and put categorize them into one list. And then you might have just tips for women who want to lose weight. So all of the keywords that relate to women who want to lose weight, categorize them into one section. And those are your tips, your content for women. Then you have your content for, for men. You might have a health uh, kind of journey for, for for young people as well. So all of them are categorized in that way. Now, you want to look at what some of your main goals are as an organization. Is, is, is your goal to sell an online course? Is your goal to get people in the gym and work with you one-to-one? -one? Is that your main goal? Is that what's going to bring in the, the, the big bucks for you? Is that where the money is for you? Um, or is your goal to just build your brand? Maybe you don't have any product or service, but you just want as many people as possible to follow you on social media or to join your email list because maybe you're working towards sponsorships or whatever that might be. So your goal is going to be really important here. And what you want to do when you when you first create these different categories is try to create different pieces of content 
um, for all of the different categories that you have. So let's say you have five categories, try to create a piece of content regularly for one for each of these categories. And you want to track what category seems to be helping you drive towards your main goal. So let's say your buyer intent keywords, you know, you've been putting content out for a while and your main goal is to, is to get customers, but because the buyer intent keywords tend to be so competitive, it just doesn't seem to be helping you towards your main goal. But maybe your tips for women, you're noticing that it, they're, they're, it's ranking really good in Google. Um, loads of women are signing up to your email list as a result of reading your tips. Maybe they're subscribing to your YouTube channel or your social media. Maybe they're buying your online course more so than when you put out tips for men and also for young people. What that will help you to do now is to streamline your content. So now you want to focus primarily on what is working and Google absolutely love niche websites as well. So if, you're, if you can kind of tailor your website to become more niched around what topics or what topic categories seem to be working well for you, um, then you can actually outperform uh, as, as you go along. So it's a, it is a case of kind of split testing, creating a bunch of content at first, but then having a strategy, uh, strategy to streamline based on what is working and, and bringing your organization uh, results. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, let's talk about creating content. I mean, like, uh, because uh, content is the number one ranking factor. Uh, as Bill Gates said one more time, that content is king. And uh, it's impossible to rank your website without high quality content. Uh, even if you have great backlinks, uh, everything looks great, but you need to have high quality content. And what I found the last time after uh, launching ChatGPT, uh, many writers, uh, because texting is the foundation of high quality content, you know, when I check out Wikipedia, Investopedia, many other websites, they can neglect nice look, looking design because texts are foundation. You know, people read text, Google scans text. Uh, so uh, I think uh, texting is the most important element of any content. Uh, and uh, I found that even great writers use AI. We have our AI tool that can create uh, content at scale for all website pages. Uh, it's called Golden Button. Guys, it's not. Uh, you need to edit. You need to change to uh, provide something new because AI is not creative. And uh, uh, the last time I found that many great writers usually use AI. We can't deny it. We can uh, uh, I think AI is a regular tool, tool today, like ChatGPT, many others, and even great writers use AI. So uh, we decided to speak with them, to spend time, to explain uh, how we can use it. Uh, do, do we need to use AI at all? So, uh, uh, and uh, can you tell how to set up the right tasks for copywriters, you know, who will write? content for your website that will much better that competitors have uh, that will uh, share value as much as possible any tips about that yeah yeah great question um so when it when it comes to ai when it comes to content a lot of things haven't uh changed dramatically so you can obviously use ai in a fantastic way to help you generate content ideas you know some people are using it to generate um uh, content itself um 
But the main three things to keep in mind when it comes to content, and these things remain true um, and are only getting truer as Google updates its algorithm. Um, number one is who is your audience? Who are you trying to reach? Number two is what will bring them value? You know, it, it doesn't really matter too much if you're ranking number one in Google for keywords that don't necessarily bring value to your target audience. That's not going to move the, beat, the, the, the needle for your business. It might bring in some traffic, uh, but is it going to be the right eye, eyeballs um, for who you're actually trying to serve with, with, within your industry? And lastly, think about usability of your website because you can have the greatest AI tools and in your mind, you can have the greatest content. But, you know, are people still faffing about on your website when they come? Is it, you know, is it, is it mobile friendly? Does it take a long time to load? You know, all of the basic principles to SEO still apply in terms of you want to actually have a, a website platform where people can quickly and easily access the content and the information that, that they need. You know, are there pop-ups every two seconds? You know, is, is it is it interfering with uh, them actually accessing the content that they need? How easy is it for people to share, you know, your, your content? So when it comes to, to content creation, uh, like I mentioned earlier, if you can have a niche, then that is fantastic. But who, who is your product or your service for, number one? That's your audience. Number two uh, is how can you bring them value? So your website, essentially, when it comes to search engine optimization, it should be a hub where your target audience can come and find value. They might find value in your products or in your services. They might find value in your articles, uh, in your blog, in your newsletter. But it should be a place where they can land and be like, wow, this, this is what this is what I've wanted. You know, this 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 website really relates to me. And every article that you produce should be able to help them out. So going back to my example of, you know, if you're a fitness instructor, uh, a weight loss instructor, and you identify that the niche that is performing well for you is giving tips for women specifically to lose weight, how do you tailor your content in such a way that brings value to these types of women? Uh, what, is, what, what is the main issue that these type of women have. You can find this by, yeah, doing some Google, uh, some, some research using some of the tools that we've mentioned, but also you might have some frequently asked questions now that you're getting often uh, in your email inbox and you can answer those questions in a genuine way on your website. Um, and that is a great way to produce valuable content because you're actually asking the questions, you're answering the questions that your audience actually um, have. So rather than just trying to answer questions that you think will rank the highest or bring you the most amount of traffic, yeah. can you create the content that's going to bring the most amount of value to your audience? And then off of the back of that, you know, if, if it's bringing value to people, then they're, they're more likely to share that content across different social media platforms. You know, if I find an article that is really helpful for me um, for whatever issues I have or whatever information I'm trying to get, then I'm probably going to share that with someone who I know has a similar issue. And we do it all of the time as well. You know, if you see a video that you like on, on YouTube, you might share it with your family or with, with friends. Like, hey, look at this. Like, this is really interesting. And you're excited to share that. You want to create that on your website, create that environment on your website where your audience come and 
you know, they're excited about your content, they share it across social media and these social signals, these social shares are seen as well by Google. Um, and this can all help, you know, if people are, we talk about backlinks and, you know, how do we get people to link back to our content? Or it, yes, you can have a backlink strategy of, you know, outreach and, you know, there's loads of different things that you can do. But essentially, if you're creating content that your audience wants to see, um, then that's the most organic way of driving awareness and, and backlinks and social shares back to your content. Nice, nice. Yeah, love it. So valuable. Um, I usually uh, count how many times you can pronounce the word value and I lost my track after 10 times. <laughs> you mentioned a lot about value. I know it's important and in our uh, course uh, that we created with Lily Ray, Jeff Coyle, Mike Phillips, many other great experts, we shared a lot about creating valuable content, how it's important, how to learn audience that you uh, share with us. And uh, Sam, I have the question about creating non-boring content. Of course, it's important to share value. But once I spoke with Jim Edwards and he told me uh, about the success of Business Insider. He worked in this company 10 years. He started on this company from scratch. Then the company was sold for $500 million. Good success, thousand employees, everything looks fine. And he told me that success depends on creating non-boring content because business is boring niche, but uh, business insider uh, finds the way how uh, to be more attractive, entertain audience. And it's the same with any type of content on YouTube. 80% uh, of people can live in the first 20 seconds. Uh, we have a high bounce rate on website content. Uh, people usually read 5% of all books because it's boring, but you know, I found some content are great. You know, for example, if I take any book from Jack London, uh, I can feel that I'm part of the journey. I can live on this uh, book. Uh, I can forget about meal, water, sleep, anything. Uh, for example, I read a book uh, from Joe Sugarman. He wrote this book about uh, like 40 years ago about digital marketing, not digital marketing, about marketing, yeah. And uh, on this book, he shared a lot of things uh, that I can use today, uh, how to retain audience longer, uh, how to give a strong reason to read the whole content. It's interesting to read. Can you tell about creating non-boring content? What to do, how to hook them and retain until the end? <laughs> Really, really good question. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many things you can do from, you know, the, the title to, you know, um, just, just ensuring that your content kind of is, is not too long, is not too short, um, so that it kind of like appeals to your target audience. I think one of the main things is looking at your analytics um, and really assessing, you know, what, 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 is, what is your top content? What's your top performing content? Um, what pages, you know, when you look at Google Analytics, what pages on your website, or if, depending on what platform, website platform you're using, uh, whether that would be WordPress or, or Shopify or whatever it is, um, can you assess uh, what pages on your website are your most popular pages and why? That might give you an idea or an indicator in what types of content um, are interesting to, to your target audience. So I kind of have something that I call the pillars of creating quality content. So the pillars for creating quality content is, is your content uh, informative? 
So if, if you're informing your audience about something, then get to the point as quickly as, pos as possible. Try to cut out all of the fluff um, of, of, of your content. People just want to come to be informed about this specific thing. Don't take long to get there. Don't add unnecessary things, you know, inform them and then allow them to, to, to leave or to, to go progress to another piece of content that might bring them value as well. Um, another pillar is educate. So is this article that you're about to write or is this page you're about to add to your website, is it going to educate your audience? Again, get straight to the point, give them the ed education they need, don't make it too lengthy and, and done. The next is to inspire. So some, sometimes we um, are selling an inspirational type of product. Maybe you sell apparel that is uplifting, you know, or encouraging in some way, shape or form, and your content might reflect that as well. So if your aim is to inspire with your content, again, do that, be impactful, and don't kind of uh, linger on too long. Or your content might be specifically to entertain your audience. So um, know exactly what content pillar you are, go, you are, are targeting because essentially you're, build, you're building a brand as well. So building a brand is really important for your SEO, um, for people to recognize you. Hopefully, after a while within your niche, people might perform a search in Google, see your website and, and start to become familiar and not only click because you are optimized, but click because they recognize your brand. They recognize your URL, they, they recognize your, your domain. So you can get clicks via that and then stay true to what your main content pillar is. If, are, are people coming to your website or coming to your blog to be informed, to be educated, to be entertained or to be inspired? Um, so that's how I try to like think about uh, creating quality content. That along uh, as well with really looking at, you know, heat maps seeing where people are clicking on your website. If you're using WordPress, there's loads of different plugins that you can use um, as you know, a heat map on your website. So you can see where people are clicking, see where people are clicking off. Um, there are some platforms as well that allows you to kind of see um, how far down the page people are getting before they click away. Analytics that we kind of, we kind of get in YouTube as well. You can get similar analytics on your website um, to see where people are clicking off. And can you make some changes to your content based off of those analytics to help improve um, you know, the time on site or the time on page over time. So a lot of it is analytics, understanding your audience and creating quality content. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, yeah, great. Okay, let's talk about mistakes. You know, in my life, I made a lot of mistakes. I keep doing them, you know, because I don't know another way how to learn because it's hard to get this knowledge. I think everyone starts from basic best practices, then we can adapt to find what actually will work for us. Can you list common mistakes that webmasters still do today and your tips how to find a much better way? Um, so I would say, uh, actually, this is, this is a funny one. So the biggest mistakes is um, not allowing yourself to make mistakes. <laughs> um, so you need to that marketing essentially I like to think about marketing as throwing a loads of loads of things against the wall and seeing what sticks and then focusing on what sticks and seeing how can you optimize that how can you make it better and how, how can you improve that what can you learn from that so um, when I teach I know this is, a, is about SEO but when I teach uh, paid marketing 
and one of the things that I teach is you're never losing money. You're never making mistakes. And it's the same with SEO as well. You're never wasting time as long as you're, as long as you have your analytics installed. So if you have analytics installed on your website and you're gaining as much data as possible from your website, then you can use all of the data. So even things that you might have seen was a mistake, you can use that as data um, to inform your decisions going forward. So essentially, when you're using SEO to try and uh, you know build your brand or to, to drive traffic or to drive sales, you don't really know exactly what's going to work, but you try a bunch of different things. And this is why, you know, when I mentioned earlier about having keyword categories and testing and trying uh, different keyword categories to see what's going to work. And once you know what, what is working or seems to be working, you can focus on that. Um, but marketing isn't necessarily always about focusing on one thing and sticking to that thing forever because anything can change. AI, for example, is, is new um, and it's something that we're still all trying to figure out the best way to use AI. How is it going to impact our SEO? How is it going to impact our business? How are we going to stay on top of things? All of these types of things, you know, it could be an algorithm change. It can be a new platform that comes to play. Um, so many different things can impact our success. And we may need to go back to the drawing board again and say, okay, let's start from ground zero. Let's try a bunch of different things, see what's working, see what's not, focus in on what's working and not focus too much on, on the mistakes. But, you know, uh, in answer to your question, the biggest mistake is people not checking their analytics and checking their data um, to see the, and learn from the mistakes that they are making. So when you make mistakes or when you uh, try something that doesn't work, can you explain why? And when something does work, can you explain why? Because if you can explain why, then you can do it again. Um, and if it's a mistake and you can explain why it was a mistake, then you can avoid that. So knowing what is working and why it's working can allow you to actually have similar success. You might have uh, written an article or you might have a product page that you've created and it does extremely well in the search engines and it's driving you a ton of sales, a uh, ton of traffic, ton of repeat customers. If you don't know the reason why it's ranking in that way, then that's dangerous for your business because usually it's not a case of if, but a case of when is that page going to stop working as well as it is. It could be new competition that comes in for that keyword. It could be, um, you know, maybe the, I don't know, the product is not as in demand anymore. That there's so many factors that can influence that one page not doing so well. But if you understand the mechanics behind why the page did well, then you can replicate that and 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 um, and reproduce that for for other pieces of content or for other con uh, for other product pages as well. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, yeah, love it, love it. I think you know we can uh, rename mistakes to something like learning, you know, getting education. Uh, and uh, Sam, I have the question, uh, you know, for students in my network uh, who are looking for ways how to learn SEO from scratch, uh, even more, I found uh, that I usually get uh, better results, uh, higher ranking positions with someone who understands SEO. So if they want to get results, uh, it's not like to hire uh, an expert specialist who can help to provide this traffic, it's like a cohesive team. You need to understand how SEO works, then you can find 
people who can help you with that. Uh, let's imagine if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, what will you do to learn more about SEO? Good question. So there are so many different courses. There's so many different uh, websites and blogs and YouTube channels um, that can help you with SEO. Um, I think if you type in SEO, uh, for example, on LinkedIn Learning, I've got a lot of key, key, uh, courses on LinkedIn Learning. You can you can take some courses on Udemy. You can type it into YouTube. You can read books. It's a great thing to do. However, um, I would say that there's certain topics that you should try to master. So, you know, hopefully if you're watching this video, you have an understanding of what SEO is. Um, so what I would do is, is go into detail so research videos specifically on, for example, um, link building um, or, for example, you know, article writing for SEO or uh, e-commerce SEO um, and go in depth in terms of, you know, um, usability, uh, website usability for SEO. Um, so go more in depth keyword research for SEO. So rather than just the broad SEO, there are entire courses, for example, um, on you know, I've got a LinkedIn learning course on, on tools, you know, tools you can use to help with SEO from keyword tools um, to, you know, position ranking tools and, and, and so on and so forth. So whenever you're doing your research, I would say go, go deep rather than going broad um, and kind of take courses and, and, and watch content based on specific elements of SEO, uh, particularly, particularly the ones that you feel weak on. But even the ones you feel strong with, um, you're, you're likely to learn something. Uh, something new um, about SEO that you can actually implement to your website. But I would say as well, it, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to do SEO on behalf of clients, then that's one thing, you know, try and learn as much SEO as possible. If you're trying to learn SEO on behalf of your own website, then you don't need to know everything about SEO. You, you just need to know the fundamentals that's going to make your website tick and that's going to keep you um, kind of, uh, com competitive in your industry and in the search engines for the keywords uh, that are relevant for you. So, you know, if you're only doing it for yourself, you don't really need to go too in depth unless you hit a roadblock. If you hit a roadblock, then you might need to say, okay, um, how can I make this better? Um, you don't have to necessarily pay for an SEO service. You can pay for an SEO audit. Um, so if you see an SEO professional and, you know, they, they want to charge X amount a month, Rather than doing that, you can charge for an, or you can um, get someone to do an audit for your website. But even better still, if you use one of the tools that we, we we've spoken about, you know, SEMrush, uh, for example, um, even you know uh, Neil Patel's Uber Suggest. Um, if you plug your website into Uber Suggest, it will give you a, a complete website audit that you can kind of utilize. Um, and if you notice it's saying certain things that you don't know or don't understand, then you can you know research those particular things to hopefully get you uh, better rankings in the search uh, results. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. And Sam, my final question about the future, because, you know, <laughs> many people can think that AI chatbots will replace Google. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think uh, it takes time. Even if it happens, it takes time, you know, like five, ten years, even more. No, because uh, it's important to change habits. Uh, can you predict what kind of future will be your forecast about the future and how we can adapt today to this possible future? 
Uh, really good question. So for me, I see I see it as a gradual change, definitely. Um, there's this huge, I guess, um, push on AI and everyone's wondering, you know, how is it going to change everything? And I kind of take a more relaxed approach to it, which probably doesn't help me in terms of views uh, for YouTube. You'll notice I don't have any AI videos or content out at the moment um, because I like to see how things play out in the long term. Um, and what I kind of envision seeing is it being an incremental change to how we produce content and how content is produced um, in general. Um, at the moment, I kind of see it as it's not going to completely take over, um, but it will give ideas that you can build upon to help your process of creating content um, a lot quicker and a lot easier. Um, so rather than, you know, something taking you an hour to research or two hours to research, it might take you 10 to 15 minutes. But then what you do with that research is, is what will take AI to the next level. Um, so I think uh, content creation, uh, I, I envis envision will uh, increase rapidly with, with um, AI being used more widely. Um, but what that will mean is we have to kind of become better at generating keywords or ideas quicker and producing uh, content quicker. Um, that might be building our team. So if you're a solopreneur at the moment, you might need to start thinking about, okay, cool, how can we use AI and how can we build out our team? Because we can't all do it by ourselves. Um, so I envision kind of like, um, you know, being more uh, efficient, AI just making us a lot more efficient um, in, in terms of what we do. Nice, nice. Sam, it's a big pleasure to get in the show, to learn from you. You always lead me to an emergency room where I need to consume all this information <laughs> to think how I can implement, how to adapt all the skills. Sam, tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to follow you, how to reach out to you. So uh, I've got two YouTube channels um, that I'm going to be producing content on. The first is my main channel, Sam Day. So if you type my name in, uh, D-E-Y uh, is my last name, then you'll find that. Um, I'm also producing content for affiliate marketers uh, on my second YouTube channel um, as the Affiliate Marketing Tutor. So if you type that into to YouTube, you should find it. Um, and you can just reach out to me on, on LinkedIn as well via my name, Sam Day on LinkedIn, uh, if you have any, any questions. Nice, nice, guys. You can find the links uh, to uh, YouTube channels in the description, to LinkedIn profile. Uh, follow Sam, subscribe to his channels because you can see a lot of valuable insights. Sam, thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Love it. So valuable. Guys, you need to follow Sam because you can see a lot of value. Okay, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.